Pickaxe. Hello and welcome to Zero Degrees. I'm Harry and actually I'm not joined by anybody. I'm joined by Lewis and Pyrian as I went and featured on the Triforce a couple weeks ago while Sips' house was being flooded. So feel free to check out this special feature, rare guest episode of me on Triforce with my two fathers, Pyrian and Lewis. Enjoy! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Triforce podcast. Very special episode today. Very special. Historic. As one of our members is going to be sounding a little bit different today because of flooding, meaning that the dad garage is out of action and we've had to bring in their son. (laughs) (laughs) Bring Bring in their replacement. Um, from the very excellent Zero Degrees podcast and Yogscast, of course, and my my wonderful friend Harry. Well, welcome, Harry, to the show. Hello, how are we doing? All right, we're doing all right. It's unsettling. It's unsettling. It's, it's, this is weird to have you have you. Guessed. I feel like I'm like on my first day in the office. I'm wearing my dad's suit. I'm nervous. <laughs> Everyone's talking at the coffee machine. I don't drink coffee yet because I'm 12. Right. It's intimidating. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You don't know anyone, and and you know you've seen these people from afar. Yeah, you know, you've admired them. I've admired them a lot. I've got I've got pictures of them on my wall of them, <laughs> my posters. It, you know what it is? It reminds me of Harry. Do you remember your sister was in doing work experience? I think it was earlier this year. Yeah, and, yeah. And because she's so tall, I was like, "You come to the pub?" And everyone was like, "She's like 15." Period. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> it's like that." Just the new kid in the office. It is literally just like that. Um, no, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm sorry Sips isn't here. Um, dude, what's actually happened? This is, has, has Jersey been swept into the sea? Storm <laughs> Kieran has happened. Struck a uh, mighty blow. Back in the day, when I was only like three or four, there was a big storm called the Great the Great Wind. 1987. Think, of mm. 87. I was at school. I, that was my first year of secondary school. And that was my first week when that happened. So I have very good recollection of it. Yes. It, it was, was, it was a, insane. It was a big wind that hit... Um, the south of England, and <laughs> and uh, uh, one of our trees in our garden blew over and crushed next door's greenhouse. Oh my god! Uh, that was what. That's what we, I remember. From I think. It. I think it, it's it's in my lifetime the worst sort of national storm that I can remember. There might have been really bad ones that maybe affected very small regions. Um, I mean, there have been some terrible storms that led to really bad floods. Mm. But in terms of just raw wind power, this one was the big one. And and when it hit uh, ju- the night before, very famously, the BBC were weatherman was like, "Her, I've had a message from a Mrs. Stevenson in Kettering, and she says, is there a storm coming? <laughs> no, there is no storm coming. And of course there was, and it was fucking devastating. So many trees got knocked down. Did I he get the fired? Next Did he continue his no. job? Because that's a pretty big boo-boo, right? No, like, I, I think it was, was it John Ketley or was it Michael Fish? It was Michael Fish. Or was but, it? It was I Michael mean, Fish. The original, uh, 15 million trees were blown down. <laughs> 15 actually, million trees, yeah, that's yeah. such a great stat. Wow. I know. Someone had to count all them, Harry. Someone had to go around and count all the trees. How many roof tiles? Do we have 32 million roof tiles displaced? So it did six billion pounds worth of damage. Wow, in 97 as well. That's a lot of money. No, no, that's that's adjusted. That's adjusted. So two billion in the time, six billion adjusted. Um, Wow. But yeah, absolutely mad. 
But here's the hurricane controversy. A few hours before it broke, he said during the weather, early on today, apparently a woman rang the BBC and said she heard there was a hurricane on the way. Well, if you're watching, don't worry, there isn't. And it was the worst well, storm to hit Southeast <laughs> England in 300 well, years. it wasn't technically a hurricane, though. I mean, even... I've referred to it as the great wind. Right? You know I mean? like, <laughs> this is not this is not really like we don't have proper scary American style, you know, hurricanes and actual things that like Boba has every week. Yeah. You know, uh, I think each hurricane that hits Florida does more damage than this ever did. But, right. Um, but equally, our, like five of them. Our month. infrastructure, our buildings aren't designed. You know, our poor, poor trees aren't designed for this. <laughs> like. They've got palm trees. They're like made of rubber. They just bend over. No yeah, problem. they love it. They're happy in the wind. For us, it's like this shocking experience. Sip said he had four feet of water outside his door at one point. Oh um, my God. Because it's sort of, you know, but then I guess it all drained away and just. But the thing is, this, apparently this has happened to him before. <gasps> so all of his stuff is up on tables anyway. In he the lives garage. in Twickenham. Michael Fish lives in Twickenham. <laughs> I'm going to keep my fucking eyes peeled for him. Sorry, not, carry on. Not, <laughs> Michael, I think Michael Fish is dead, isn't he? No, but he died. Who am I thinking well, of? I'm it's... thinking of the guy. I'm thinking of Murray Walker. Murray Walker with the the Grand Prix announcer. Yeah, they've all got similar vibes, haven't they? Have like, they? Old man with a moustache. You know, used to be on the BBC. You know, semi-famous just because we grew up in the the nineties, like John Catley. Yeah. Who the fuck is John Ketley? See, this is what I mean. Even like, your, so your references even go over my head. He's an old weatherman. Fuck is John Ketley? <laughs> do we? Do you <laughs> he have looks a list? Exactly period? like I thought he would look. Do you have a list of your yeah, favourite weatherman? Like, oh no, my but, god! So there was a song in the eighties. John Ketley is a weatherman, a weatherman, a weatherman. John Ketley is a weatherman, and so is Michael Fish. And it went on like that. It was like a novelty song. <laughs> a novelty song. <laughs> yeah. We think that used to be a big thing, novelty songs. They did. There were a them. bunch of them. Yeah, you don't get yeah. them as much. Because so I was thinking of one recently when we did the Dad's Army one, because Clive Dunn, who was the um the the the, the, the hopeless old doddering old yeah. man on Dad's yeah. Army, but actually he was quite a young man, mm. did like um I think he even did like a Christmas number one. Probably. Um it was like the St. Winifred School Choir. Um there's no one quite like Granddad. Gran- yeah, yeah, there's Granddad. no one quite like Granddad. Yeah, that was that was a big one. Oh my god. And so that they used to do them all the time. I guess it was the world was a smaller place back then, you know, and so everyone heard of everything. Yeah. Right? Like you couldn't get away from it all. Uh, it was the only thing that was on telly or on the radio, and everyone listened to the same couple of radio stations or watched the same couple of television shows. I guess even in in the UK, we didn't have cable TV like the Americans did mm-hmm. to, to to the extent that they did. Mm. You know, I I occasionally my I go to my nana's and she did have cable TV, and then there'd be hundreds of channels, and I'd be like, oh my god, I'm a bit overwhelmed. But but most people, and even today, look how how much how popular Love Island or Big Brother yeah. or like these cultural trends they do seem to kind of somehow penetrate through and everyone knows there's always going to be a few shows i think think. people enjoy it though it's nice watching something else that other people have you know have watched sharing in that in that cultural experience i think it's enriching right like it's kind of it just it's nice to find your own niches on the internet but equally it's kind of boring not be able to share that with anybody. It's quite funny yeah, to be yeah. able to watch this big cultural moment and point and laugh at it. I, mean, I, I certainly like. I can't discuss Dota memes with Mrs. F, but we, if we watch a TV show together, we can talk about it. So mm. yeah, niche interests are great and everything. But I do. Do you guys reckon? Just, just I was thinking about this. That the whole novelty records thing has been replaced by people on YouTube or TikTok making a funny song, mm-hmm. and that's just oh, pop- yeah. popular in that regard. Whereas previously, you had to write something like uh, "Shut Up at Your Face." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, which was very a very big song. Uh, What's the matter, you? Um, gotta no respect. <laughs> it's a nicer day. 
uh, have some pizza shut up in your face as it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. It's the classic. It's the, the Italian-American slightly racist chance that probably wouldn't fly these days. I think, yeah, he was, it was, I think he was English. Oh, he's American-Australian. He's a he's yeah. a prick, by the way. I saw an interview with him. He He does not see it as a novelty song that he got lucky with. He's like, People misunderstood my genius. <laughs> like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Sure. He's, a, he's a real ballad. It's quite funny. Sure. Yeah. He, well, he doesn't think of his thing as a comedy song. No. His one hit wonder. Uh, that's that's pretty. I, I sort of semi expected it. The. I mean, the, the, you're right. Like things like SNL. I saw the um, that sketch, what, right? The Barbie parody they did. Oh. The one with the. With, it's just Pete. With Pete Davidson instead of Ken. Yeah, I saw right. that. Yeah. Oh, I, don't, I don't really get Pete Davidson. Maybe it's a young person thing. Harry, maybe you can explain it to me. Um, he's not funny. I don't find him funny either. No. I've, I don't. He's weird. I feel like he's he, weird. He feel he falls into me in like that weird 2010 internet humor where random was funny. Do you know right. what I mean? Like that. He he feels very much that kind of humor to me, and I don't. I never really got that humor. I so. mean, he, he he's. I also don't understand how. I mean, he he doesn't strike me as a particularly good-looking chap. He must be extremely charming because he's had a lot of really hot girlfriends. He has dated basically the you everyone, know, the best women of the, in best. the world. He is, yeah, that's right. He's proof that little Jimmy can do it. He is an inspiration <laughs> to every sad, tuck-looking man in the world. It's brilliant. In that respect, I love him. You know, he just looks like a really goofy guy. Yeah. Um, well, some 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 people it. would say, you know, like, well, he's really funny, and that obviously helps him. But and I don't also... think he's very funny. <laughs> no, he's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, if you look at his look at him on SNL, he's always Pete Davidson. He yeah. never plays well, this a character. Is it. That's that's the part of the point. Part of the song mocks this, really. You right. know, I, I think he's I think he's always been an SNL darling, though, a little bit, and surrounded. He's he's li- lived in that world of. High end LA parties, drugs. I don't know, like surrounded by people who are in that oeuvre, you know. Yeah. And, and also, I think when you date, all you have to do is date one real famous hot woman, and then other famous hot women will be like, "Oh, he dated." That and that gives you like the past. Yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, you've got like tier. the. There must be something she dated him. So it's pre-selection. To him. It's called pre-selection. Apparently, sure. apparently, um, I'm sure we'll get some emails about this, but apparently, mm. it's a theory. That a lot of women, if they see a man in a relationship, will think, "Oh, he must be not bad because some other woman picked him." You yes. know what I mean? Whereas I don't yeah. think blokes think like that at all. Not quite. So <laughs> we don't think, "Oh, that girl's going out with that lad. Well, she must be all right then." He's I'll try so and- attractive. Yeah. That guy's <laughs> ripplingly attractive. Wow. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Not really that. the same. But yeah, novelty songs—they were this. They were this thing. There was like a Mr. Blobby one. There was all there's all, there was all sorts, but now I guess it's more built into things like Bo Burnham or like comment like like yeah. you know things like this, right? Like Tim um, Minchin is another Auntie guy that does Donna. All of those, doesn't he? So, Love yeah. Auntie Donna so much. Right, so um, oh shit, I've forgotten. In the time it took me to say what I was going to think, this I, is a cu- standard. This is a standard. <laughs> this is a trifle's <laughs> bit. Is it my experience a bit right now? No, just, I just forgot. Take it off the bingo card. I, <laughs> we carried on talking about something for sixty seconds too long, and periods forgotten his thread yeah um, standard 
Oh, it happens to the best. Let me of tell us. you about my flight. I, so I got back from Seattle on on Tuesday. Yeah, we're sort of in a holding pattern here because Sips isn't here, and we don't want to talk too much about what we've been doing while we've all been away. <laughs> I, I mean, it's all right because fuck it, let's do it anyway. Sips, fuck it. Sips doesn't play Dota anyway. So Sips can right. listen back to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he'll do. Hi, that. Sips. Hi. Can we also get it? like occasional like what we think Sips would have said about novelty songs? What Absolutely. Do you think? I think he would yeah. talk about uh, new metal at this point or something that Fred Durst did. Mm, I think right. that's what he would say. Not that Sips is particularly into Limp Biscuit, but I think when when we start thinking about music in the 80s and 90s, he will bring up Limp Biscuit or Oh god, yeah, or something he he's like but I don't know if any of like the real popular bands actually did novelty songs. I don't know if no, any like eighties Slade did. Like, rappers did. Slade were big and they did It's Christmas. Well this um, is the thing. This is Slade the, okay big? talking about Yeah they were huge were they? So they have been live. They have been coasting off the Christmas song for twenty five years. Yeah, get it more. together, Naughty Holder. What the fuck? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, that's the funny thing. I, I, I've, I can't remember when I read this, but if you do something for Christmas, right? Mm. It, 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 it can sometimes make you immortal. <laughs> In the case of like Mariah, Mariah Carey, Carey. Yeah. Mariah Carey. Yeah. did you like see her, other her, her weird trailer? She like, yeah, that was weird. She like put out a tweet with this video of her and Ice, and she was being defrosted, like she was getting ready for Christmas. Yeah, it just it felt like I don't know some <laughs> horrible microwave, her, some <laughs> horrible <laughs> dystopian world where Mariah Carey's just cryogenically frozen, and we it's bring her back. Christmas. Tried to microwave Mariah yeah, Carey. Yeah, Mariah to defrost out. Mariah. Like oh, no, here we go. No. Thirty eighty three, and we're still doing it. I, mm. I think that the weird thing is, is that's basically her saying, "My career is over," and this song that I did twenty odd years ago. Is the only reminder is my you most have famous that I thing. exist. So, do you, do yes. you, think, do you think back like two thousand years ago when they had like you know a folk song that they'd play around festival season and David <laughs> written it, and every year <laughs> Dave would be like, "I'm going to play the song, guy." They had the same kind of oh, "fuck off, Dave" oh, experience Dave that we have yeah. with Mariah. Is this like absolutely? You think this absolutely. Is not a new I'm fad? sure that's the. I'm sure that's happening at like hippie sort of places all over the world mm. where they have like their yearly festival and this one couple of guys have been running it for 35 years and every yeah. it's tradition for him to get his guitar out and sing it around the campfire. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Like, look, I, I'm sure it happens on a small microcosm as mm. as it does on the yeah on the the yeah on the, the mega. And also, you know, th- there would have been a moment where the name Dave represented new tech. <laughs> Like that was right, like yes. no one had met someone called what's his name Dave? What an exotic and unusual name, Dave! Wow, oh, they would have would have been very excited. Real forward like thinker, well, Dave. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. It's, you see this sometimes in like eighties and nineties TV shows where people have got these names that just are old person names now, mm. like yeah. Roz or Arthur or, or Gerald. Joey. Gerald. Gerald. <laughs> I have not met a kid named Gerald in a very long time. Mm-hmm. What about Sh- Sheldon? No. Uh, who's no. naming their kid Sheldon? Well, people that are fans of that fucking dog shit show. Or well, no, but Big Bang? I know, but they wouldn't name you after the nerdy one, would they? Do you see, what I mean that, like, yeah, they would. I feel like I feel like they've accidentally destroyed. If you're if you're writing like a sitcom with like a nerdy character, you kind of have to be careful not to ruin people's lives with that name. He's the mm. most also, popular character, and there are some no, diehard fans of that piece of shit. It's no, true. but people. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's dude, not real. People name no, their kids he after Ayn Rand. Period. He's just on the television. He's a screen. cunt. People <laughs> named their kids after Ayn Rand, and she was bonkers. So, you well, know. yeah, but she's not awful like Andrew she Tate or whatever. Awful. I mean, she is obviously awful. in a yeah, but people culturally, people aren't aware. No one's read enough of her. No one understands what I, Ayn Rand's fucking message is. Also, it's Anne. Like it's Ayn. Like, we, I, well, no, but people pronounce it Anne, don't they? It's Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand. <laughs> So Ayn it's Rand. kind of no one, no one, well, no one thinks of Ayn Rand my daughter, is enough Anne, for me. I don't want no to one would say, oh, well, after Anne Rand. Yeah, they do. Yeah, then again, they do. no one's, no you're, one's you're, saying, you're, oh, you've named your son Andrew right. after Andrew Tate. You need to Jesus. watch. You need to watch. Uh, All watched over by Machines of Loving Grace by Adam Curtis. Documentary about the influence that Ayn Rand had. I don't want to get political here, but the okay. influence that her writing I've had. I've watched a lot of Adam Curtis stuff, and, and I always that. feel like it's a little bit bollocks. I, it's kind you're, of. You're an idiot. <laughs> I kind of can't. Some of the connections that he makes are so mental, though. In his, in it's his interesting. It's like a, it's like a philosophical essay. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. It's yeah, it's yeah. I mean, the, the head piece. of the Fed Bank in the U.S. was a massive fan of Ayn Rand. That is important to know. That is well right, worth yeah, knowing. Yeah. If he was a brony, and all of a sudden <laughs> bronies were everywhere, you'd think, what's going on here? It, it matters. The influences where, on these people wait. and the groups they belong to matter. Sorry, where have the bronies gone? That's such well, yeah, a, with the such bronies. An interesting point. Where are where they? are the bronies? This is they, a very well, good point. Where did they disappear? They it's the same thing that happened with that viral video about NFTs that came out. It, that killed NFTs. Like everyone was like, "Have you seen this viral video? Was it line goes up or whatever?" Yeah. Where everyone saw that, and every NFT person out there suddenly just was like, "Oh, they changed their ideas from NFTs to AI." It's like AI is the new thing. Do you know what I mean anyone you asked about NFTs? You're now asking about AI. It's it's totally they've 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 scuttled away back into the corners. You know. So you, wait, you the think the Bruni generation room. evolved into the NFT bro salesman, blue tick salesman? Uh, is that the pipeline? The no, that's the no, pipeline. not in any way. Is that the case? <laughs> that no, the but pipeline? I think I think they realised that that this was not a fight they could win. Do you know what I mean? Well, it was, I mean, it also was, they stopped making unsafe. the show, didn't they? <laughs> the show? I don't know. That might just be the answer. <laughs> I think they just stopped making the show. I mean, they're, they're... I think I think no. They they looked. They were they like woke up one morning and realised they were in the fucking Nazi death cop or whatever with the skulls on the helmet, and they were like, "Oh shit, we're the bad guys. Look what look at what what I'm doing." I, don't yeah. know. I, I think they're just older now. I think that it was a cohort of people that fell in love with that show that were probably paedophiles and have now gone <laughs> on to God. other things. Well, this is what I'm saying. Oh they realised one morning that they didn't want to, they weren't, but that's what everyone thought they <laughs> would were. Sip, wait, would Sips push back on that? Or would no. Sips go on? Okay, Sips would go along. I just, I'm trying to figure out my role here. <laughs> what <I don't>, would <laughs> Sips say? <laughs> makes an stand that statement. Am I meant to, I'm, I guess I'm sitting with a thumbs up right now. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. just chill. Just chill, Harry. That's an order. <laughs> oh, God. No, you're like, it, you're um, like if we were on the front lines here and bullets yeah. are whizzing overhead and you're just lying down and we're just looking at each other like, what happens all the time, <laughs> mate? And you're like, they're shooting at us, sir. Like, yeah, that fucking happens Can every day. we shoot day. back, please? Perion makes ridiculous like, claims it's, every podcast. That's like, like, like heels of the internet. It's quite interesting, though, because it does feel like we have evolved. They fill the same role, right? You know, it's kind of a collective group that everyone on the internet kind of just hates or can easily shit talk. You can, yeah. always, you can always point and laugh. And if it isn't, I think you're right, AI bros are the next kind of heel. But who's the next heel? Like, who? Me. Who, 
<laughs> old men on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, seriously, my my generation are going to really be despised if we're not already, mm. because we're going to start telling people that the only reason the internet is good is because we did the hard work in the early days. And people are going to be like, fuck off, it's better now than it ever was. And be like, oh, you don't remember uh, the back of the days when something awful, blah, blah, blah. And we'll, we'll make all these claims. Yeah. And people will tell us to shut the fuck up. And we're old people are on TikTok now. My mum is on TikTok fucking 24-7, commenting on shit. It's terrifying. Mum's commenting on TikTok is an interesting... Is, I've heard about this a lot. It's an interesting uh, interesting discovery. Uh, I, my, my, my girlfriend's mum, my partner's mum, actually runs a TikTok account where she... She posts fake replies. She just lies on TikTok. And I was just, I was like, why are you doing this? And she was like, it's fun. I like to just lie to people on the internet. I was like, what the fuck? Old people just don't belong. They're crazy. They just don't know where they're meant to be. Oh, I I think they're lost. What they're meant to be doing is going to flower shows and drinking tea. And instead, now they're on the internet. Watching Crufts and Chelsea Flower Show. Yeah, just relax. Yeah. But they don't. They're like, no, I have to be part of this online movement. It's like, no, please don't. It's just like, I feel too old for it. You are definitely too old for it. Stop. Have it. Put the they, phone down and chill. They just don't understand any of it either. Like, no. like they they don't understand like what the idea of a dick pic. Mm. Is. <laughs> I mean, like they're so they're so clueless. Yeah, all about the dick pics my mum sends me it. are rubbish. <laughs> but but you just like they just don't they like, they can't even fathom these things. You know, um, to well, the point hold where on, I've got my hand in the air. This is, this is something we've asked you about. Me and Sips. This is the point, Harry, where Sips and I are like. We still don't really understand it. We we don't really get the whole dick pic thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's Lewis interesting, is talking now about me well, no, but and Sips. You understand what it is. Yes. Um, and we, I we still are understand pretty why bothered do about it. it. I know, but I think. I know, but Perian, you're a, a man. You understand of misunderstanding okay. of the even older generation, right? Like, imagine you don't understand it, knowing everything you know about how this works. You know, you are. You have a deep-seated knowledge of how the internet works mm. and what what's on it and what's out there. Imagine what this is like for people who come from a different generation. They they they're clueless about so many aspects of it, um, and it leads them down these sort of to have these weird f- opinions about it that just don't gel with anything we do. Which is why impressive that Adam Curtis has such. Um, such staying power. He's making. He's made documentaries for about twenty years. I, mm. I think I have watched them all, and I love. I love them. But they are like. Oh, they just feel like so psychedelic. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I like that because they're all like they. He connects like Kennedy with fucking Bitcoin or something. Do you know what I mean? He'll have some. He'll have some like. There'll be everything will be interrelated. Conspiracy, like conspiracy theory based. It's not like it doesn't feel like he's spinning you this. I don't know. Complete. Fairy tale, you know, it's quite great. It is, it is psychedelic, but it's still relatively great. It's grounded. great if you haven't watched any, like, they, but he speaks with such authority, mm. and it just feels like uh, when I watch it, sometimes it feels like it's either exaggerated or, 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 um, like kind of like, hyperbolic uh, like assumptions that, like, these, some, yeah, like these assumptions are made that these things are connected. And I'm like, well, I mean, you've, it's, I guess what I'm saying is it's interesting that this thing happened and this thing interesting happened. Is that a coincidence? I'm, I'm always like, probably, but he's always like, this has caused it, you know, or this is on purpose or this is related. And I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, it is fascinating that he digs through all this archival footage and finds these connections. But that's or, such a or, human trait, though, to want to make things connected and not just accept the randomness of everything, right? Like, that's so, yes. so core to us that I well, think that's absolutely. why it speaks to people. 
well, of course, because it's reassuring to think mm-hmm. that everything is connected, not just r- random garbage that's happened in a random order. You know, it's it's kind of we want to have that gra- like like when a this is why conspiracy theories happen so often. It's because we want to believe that there's a a, a higher pattern when something awful happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we want to. We want to think that it was a rational thing rather than just the the, the bad just chance or you know um, yeah idiots or or crazy people. I do I do find it entertaining that it feels like it feels like a time where conspiracy theories are rife on the internet and you know fat, incorrect facts are everywhere. But I feel like it's 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 the elder generation who are warning us constantly. Don't oh, be careful what you read on the internet, Sean. Uh, just oh, completely they also fucking believe hook, in it, line, yeah. and sinkered on it. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah. I, I cannot. Yeah, it's ironic that they are both such yeah, brain yeah. rot for me. Just to, both to the think weak, about it. the weakest to it, and the <laughs> yeah. the most proliferate the warnings. You know, yeah, that is interesting. Oh my god! So yeah, you went to. Um, oh yeah, so my flight. Right. Here's my let's, flight. Let's, I, I went to. We've TI. all been. We've all been away. We've all bit, been away. Yeah. Uh, okay. I went to Seattle for two weeks. Uh, last couple of weeks of October, I flew out there for the international, which is like a big annual Dota tournament. Spoken about it in in in, in episodes of the past. I went again with my tenth TI, which is insane. Went out there, flight out there was amazing. Mm. Right, half empty. As yes. I'm sitting down, I saw you saying this in your yes, dressing gown. There was literally the half the plane. So I'm sitting down. There's no one next to me. There's a lady in front of me. Two empty rows in front of her. Another dude to my right. A dude, and then like ten empty rows. The stewardess comes around before the plane's taken off. She says, "We're fully boarded now. So once we take off, just lie down wherever you like. You've got you've all amazing. got a row to yourself. That is the dream. I, that is the dream. And I was in. I was like, thank God. And then because she they they sort of serve sections of the plane, like there'll be a couple of stewardesses, and all the food is for the back of the plane. And then the middle of the plane has another bunch of stewards and stewardesses, and they've got their bit of food. So what? She just brought you four meals no, and she, a like, bottle of champagne. She brought me. I, she said, "Can I get you a drink?" I said, "I'll have a glass of white wine, please." And she was like, filled it up. It was like a half a pint of white wine. <laughs> had one of them. Waited a couple of hours. Had another one, and slept for like five hours on the flight. It was amazing. So my question is, I've tried this sort of thing before, and the seats are, they don't like line up right. so it can be comfortable to lie down. Yes, the gym. I'm with you on that. Bumps. This was a, this was a, I don't know what the, what piece of equipment it was, but this was an airline operated by Delta. The, the seats were flush and you could oh, okay. completely flush. The seatbelt things didn't poke up to you, none, none of that. Okay, and you could flip okay. up the dividers and it was literally like, and it was four. It wasn't a three, it was a four. Yeah, four. And I could completely lie down and like on my back, I could just lie on my back completely extended and I, I it was that wide and it was completely flat. It was amazing. It was amazing. Did you have like a, a duvet or anything? Yeah, I had a little <laughs> a little blanket. I hate those little And a couple of pillows. The blanket is so skinny. wank, isn't it? It's so wank. Skinny blankets. It made me think of the kind of shit they give you in hospital. You know what I mean? Right. Do you need a blanket yeah. and it's like a tissue? What do they do with those blankets? <laughs> do they take them and wash? Like, do they? Do you just get new ones every time? Yeah, yeah. They launder. Them. I think they, they launder them. I think that's why they can't. They, there's like a. They can't give two fluffy big plush ones, or else they'd end up. Yeah, they get nicked. The, the laundry yeah, would be robbed, just jammed yeah. full. Yeah. So it's kind of like a how small can we make this blanket while also you know keeping it yeah <laughs> clean. And then they just stick it in a plastic bag, and and it's like it never happened. I mean, there's just some some business somewhere entirely operates on washing the shit that comes off planes. I guarantee that's their whole fucking oh, thing. Oh, of course. Virgin, I mean, you know, Virgin and all the other airlines and turn hotels. up. Yeah, I mean, that's just, all the classic stuff. thing. But, but yeah, yeah, I always... Do you have like your plane costume? Do you have like a specific set of shoes I just and wear clothes that you wear? very comfortable trousers. So mm. normally not like tight jeans. I wear like 
a baggy pair of I've got a pair of corduroys that are very very comfy and a hoodie and a, a hoodie preferably with a hood that I can put all the way up that'll cover yeah, my face. Yeah, that's the strat. Yeah, so, people always the, forget it's cold on planes. Like it's cold it's as fuck. Fucking cold as shit. Yeah, like, you very need to stay cold. warm. I think it's because the Americans who like to they get I'm, I get to England I set my thermostat to eighteen. Um, that's like a standard thing. It's like, and if they don't have aircon in the hotel that they can set to eighteen and sleep in the cold, freezing fucking cold, then they go crazy. Apparently, they're very delicate when it comes to temperature. The Americans, yeah, I don't know why, but if there's anyone complaining about AC at anywhere, it'll be the Americans. There's no AC. So yes, that's how most of the world lives. We will be commenting yeah. on the on the on the temperature, but we won't be complaining about it. Yeah, we'll just roll. Mm. You're a bit hot, isn't it? Mm. Mm. But we don't have AC. Most places don't have AC. I'm sorry, America. So, yeah, I think that's why it's so fucking cold. But yeah, I've, I've got my like plane gear set up like pretty much sorted now. And it's it makes Talk the whole thing it. a what's lot your, more... Yeah, what what's your, your, what are you rolling with? It's like a big fluffy hoodie, like you said. Big fluffy pants, um, comfy pants, like trainers. And then I have like usually some sort of extra blanket or like cushion in my bag that I bring in with me just to like kind of you know so, so there's a way you can prop yourself up mm. or like support yourself uh, against a window or or you know I've, I've done enough of the trips where I've like fallen asleep with my head like against a panel like a, and like you a wake vibrating... up and you can't move your arm for like two days or whatever yeah Ugh, yeah yeah, yeah. Worst. where you're just fully fully locked and yeah and like the um I mean, they always give you, I don't know if they give you this in, um, I haven't done a, yeah, they still, they always give you like a little pack with the toothpaste and a toothbrush in there and stuff like that. Um, so you don't need to bring those yourself, but it's nice to have like snacks as well, like, like chewy sweets and some crisps Mm -hmm. because I don't know about you guys, but my fucking head feels like it's going to explode when during like takeoff and landing, I get like such pressure. Yeah. Can you um, not do the thing where you pinch your nose and blow? I've, I've, well, sometimes when I do that, it, it uh, that's called a Valsalva maneuver. No, um, it's not, isn't it? No, I don't think I don't. I think the Valsalva maneuver is more violent. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> I think it's like, so. Shove both your fingers up your nose and just but, pray. No, I mean that that's the one that I do when I have a arrhythmia in my heart is the Valsalva maneuver, and with, uh, that's more compression of the chest. Oh, really? I th- I, yeah, I think it's it's more. This one is just a gentle blowing down your nose. That's not well. Whenever I do that, sometimes it it can completely fucking feels like my something in my head is going to explode so no right. i try not to do that um it feels like it, no i, I agree Liz. it's quite a violent maneuver i don't know how people just do that casually to me it feels like a blood vessel is going to pop in my eyes i, I, I could do, do it, it gently i do it all the time ears, but every time i used to be fine when i was younger but now if i try and do it it like just it feels like i'm fucking about to like Smack like rip through a fucking sinus <laughs> or something it's terrifying you should don't, I have don't, to be, don't do I have it to be too gentle hard. with myself yeah, well, I, I go ham. I go hard. He's not. He's not a fucking pussy, Perian. Come on. All right. Well, Jesus. calm down. Jeez. So, so, so you got to you got to America. You got to Seattle. Um, How was Seattle? Do you enjoy before, being in Seattle? Right? As, as, no, as it was shit. It was I've never shit. been. Is it a show? It was, Why is it I, shit? I used to love it. I, I've I've not seen a city go downhill as hard as Seattle has. Really? Yeah. In every way. That's, um, that's not it's. Nice. It's uh, the homeless problem there is out of control, out of control. We went down. There's a part of the town where there's like lots of shops and stuff like that. Second Avenue for any Seattleites that know down there past like Pike, you know, past Pike Place down towards the other end. Is it Pine? Uh, anyway, around there, there's a McDonald's, colloquially known as McStabby's, because <laughs> nice. all the homeless people, fr- that's like the epicenter. I saw okay. people shooting up in broad daylight in doorways. 
people smoking crack, homeless people on every corner. All the shops around there have like armed security guards, volunteer force. There's a group called something like Oak and Iron, and they're like a volunteer security force with body vests and they act like police and go That's around. That's the most American thing ever. Very American. Um, and it's like, it's like a fucking war zone. It's it's crazy compared to what it used to be like. It used to be a chill kind of vaguely hippie-ish in some aspects, and now it's well, just yeah. tech bros and homeless people. And the prices in Seattle, I've never been anywhere more expensive in my life. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Ten pound a pint. Easy. Ten pound a pint. Jeez. Everywhere. And the food here uh, here's so we were given um <laughs> this is this is this is this bothered this is me. You working for Valve, by the way. Yes, I the, know. Uh, I don't the... live there. One of and, the richest companies right, in the world. Right, but they're not the problem. The problem is the way Amazon, if you talk to anyone in Seattle, they fucking hate Amazon because of what they did to Seattle. You can go up and read about it. I'm not going to take the time. I'm not going to expend the labor to explain it to you. Do nice. it on your own time, all right? There is a lot to read about what Amazon has done to Seattle and how it's fucked mm. the entire city up. So here is uh, some of my orders that I placed. We were given an Uber Eats per diem that the PGL would pay for us to eat because it was cheaper than having um, catering, a hotel P catering. PGL is the company running the event, right? Yeah, so sorry. P oh, so I see. PGL so you're not technically paid by Valve. Right, so right. here's an example. Uh, this is an order that I placed. Uh, a Chinese restaurant called Din Tai Fung. Any Seattleites will probably know it. This was what my order was. Um, one chicken fried rice, one sautéed string beans with garlic. How much do you think that cost? 12 quid? Well, Uber Eats. Plus, plus delivery 12 quid? I don't know. Uh, How about well. $60? What? <laughs> How about $60? How about this place? This is uh, Hong Kong Bistro. This is a Chinese restaurant that I ordered from. And my order was one roasted pork, which is just like some chunks of roasted pork, not a huge amount, uh, chow mein, and uh, some stir fried broccoli. $80. To you? Oh my, oh my god. god. Yeah, it's I, absolutely insane. That is, um, that is eye wash. I actually don't. That's insane. It is How insane. is that cheaper than the fucking because hotel catering restaurant. is is unbelievable. We got some idea of how much it is. Let's say you go to a hotel, you're there for an event, or you're staying over, or whatever. It's like a, a conference or something, and they have one of those big urns of coffee. You know those ones? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the price of one of those is about eight hundred dollars at this hotel. What, what are you talking about? That's the <laughs> price. That is how much it costs. Every time they the fill it up, cure cancer? Like, what no. is going on? It's just the prices. Oh, I prices see it's the hotel are charging that because they know yeah. they can get away with it. Yeah. Right. $800. So if you give people 80 bucks a day to buy whatever the fuck they want and just go, that's it. We're out. You've got $80. Make it work. Um, they'll, then they'll do it. And you'll you know top what? up the over, over that with your own money. When you were going out there, did you think, wow, $80 a day, I'm going to yeah. be eating like a king, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be steaks every night. Literally. Can I was barely like, afford some chow mein. Like, I don't spend 80 quid a, a, a fucking week on food for me. And I've got $80 a day? No problem. And yeah, it was like one good meal or two very small meals. Um, so, I mean, to be fair, and I'm sure someone will be thinking this, there is the delivery cost and there's the markup from Uber Eats. So, okay, let's go out to a restaurant and eat there instead. Similar kind of prices. It's all expensive. Cup of coffee, nine bucks for a cup of coffee. It's just insane. So yeah, Seattle is just like that. Um, is is this what's happened? I, th I feel like we're getting the same sort of thing about San Francisco and places like this mm. that are, that are yeah, trying yeah. to be very liberal, supportive cities to help homeless people. And so they become like actually a beacon or a magnet to, to them. And, and, yeah. and I, I heard that people were busing, you know, some cities were like 
getting literally getting yeah. buses to put their homeless people and send them to San Francisco yeah. and I don't know how much of that is like just scary well there are a lot of stuff. them on the west coast they a lot of a lot of homeless people west coast but uh I'm surprised because Seattle's such a Pennsylvania weather city yes you know that I mean, was well. my thing I was like if you're gonna go somewhere I understand California I mean but Seattle it could just be, you know, the West, West and East Coast are the most densely populated bits of America, right? And it, those are the biggest cities oh, in, those, sure. in those areas. So it's much like, you know, Bristol gets a lot of homeless population from the southwest of England. Yeah, they, yeah. they all come up to, to Bristol because it's the, the first major city. Is it kind of the same thing that just well, when you have a catchment area of, of five million people, they... Well, well here's the thing. I, obviously, I, I live in London. I go out in London a lot. Mm-hmm. You, I, I have never seen homelessness like this in London. Yeah. Like, ever. And you would no. think that you would just be but, hoovering up all the homeless uh, people. This, If you've not seen it, we must sound awful, but... They are fucking crazy as fuck. Yeah, um, a lot of very, it's, very it, mentally it's ill super, people. It's super intimidating. Like, it is... Yeah. It's really... You don't feel safe. Like and They, uh, they it's, are everywhere. It's, it's, and no the homeless people in, in America are not the same. They're, they're basically the people that we have in mental institutions here. Yes. They're, they're just on the streets instead. Yeah. Um, there's nothing... There's literally... They have just been abandoned. The, the system is just like, nope, we have nothing that possibly we could do to help you. It's impossible. Despite uh, the fact that most other countries that have this kind of money, this would never happen. It, it's yeah. it's terrible. And the drug problem in America is is awful. It's pretty it's pretty radicalizing seeing it, to be honest. It makes you be like, why, why how has society failed to not fix this? Yeah. And to <laughs> like, and to also have created this era where apparently people just don't give a shit. Yeah. And and if you wanted to say we gotta do something about the homeless problem, you're seen as some hopeless liberal. Like you- you're not seen as just a human being. It's like, ah, oh, this wishy-washy, bleeding heart shit. It's like these you haven't seen these people. These are people. Stop, like we I I think yeah. homeless people do get dehumanized a lot. Now, having said that, I did I was walking to work very early on Wednesday to do some first aid training and uh, I walked past someone smoking crack in Queen Square. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Which, with a blowtorch out, middle of Queen Square, loud and proud. And I was like, that is, I have never seen anything like that. Yeah. In, uh, Queen Square is the nicest address as well. It's in, lovely, yeah. In central Bristol. And he was having a great we- time smoking crack in it. <laughs> he was having a great time, I'm sure. <laughs> it's like, imagine someone was sat on the lawn of Buckingham Palace. Yeah. <laughs> It's Bristol's equivalent. It's Bristol's equivalent. Come on. That's Bristol's equivalent. Queen yeah. Square yeah. is not Buckingham Palace. Just for any travellers out there who are wondering, don't go to Queen Square. No, it's like Soho it Square. It's like the equivalent of Soho Square. I think it's nicer than that, in all honesty. It is very nice. We don't have a silly little hut in the middle, though. I like Soho Square's silly little hut. Yeah, they does that look funny. <laughs> all right, um, fine. It's like, uh, I think this is one of those things, a lot of the policies that people are bringing in to try to help are actually making things worse. And one of them is they decri- we'll decriminalize drugs. That'll solve the problem. Just mm. means that you do have people sitting around smoking crack and the police are just like, nothing we can do about it. It's not a good thing. Like it, it, What that leads to is that those areas just get poorer and shitter and shitter and less and less money flows there because nobody wants to open a business there. Nobody wants to live there. You end up with these areas that are just fucking DMZs. Like It's just nobody goes there apart from homeless people and drug addicts. How is that going to help their situation? C- coming back, did it make you appreciate the things that England and oh the UK God, does yes. at least a little bit. Yes. I mean, we have a lot of problems. Mm. And, uh, you know, when you see the problems in the States, you think this is not the way it's meant to be. Um, here's another example of something that blew my mind. The the final late game show was in this theatre. So we did like a live stage show, me and Jenkins, who was amazing. And it was like a 250, 300 person stadium, uh, sort of theatre. Really nice theatre. Called 
the children's theatre. Okay. And when we went there to rehearse, there was a play on for the kids. There's kids everywhere. I was like, this is a very nice sort of wholesome place. There is a sign on the entrance that says, Weapons Free Zone. In other words, please don't bring your guns to the children's theatre. Now, you need oh a sign God. to tell people not to bring guns to the children's theatre. That's a problem. <laughs> that is a fucking problem. <laughs> what like are a, you doing? That's a huge red flag. Jeremy. Yeah. Oh, Something yeah. might be awry when people are like, Children's theatre, let me get my magnum. Just chill. You don't need a fucking gun in the children's theater. What's happening? Well, no. Again, you're wrong. You need to protect the children. Yeah, protect right? those children. It's only me that can protect the children. Oh no, yeah, I'm meant to be. Stop a bad guy with a gun. Is a good guy with a gun. Exactly. How if a crazy guy with a gun gets in there? Who's going to stop him if there's no guns allowed? Yeah, you... you're right. Exactly. Exactly. You know I mean? That's why all those uh, rampaging sh gun gunmen. They never get away with it, do they? Because there's never always people with guns around. There's always someone with a gun. Yeah, that so guy right. in Maine that killed 18 people the other day, luckily, all the citizens that had all those guns shot that man to death, and he didn't kill 18 people. Fuck off. <laughs> Gibberish. <laughs> so... So you had a nice time in Seattle, did you? I've been watching uh, Frasier, <laughs> weirdly. That's not what I said at all. Um, <laughs> I've been watching... Okay. Uh, there's a new series of Frasier, which is not like the original classic. I used to... So uh, when I used to go to school, Frasier was on Channel 4 at like 7.30 till 8 in the morning or whatever. And I had to get my bus at like 8.05. And I would always be watching Frasier at like 7.30 till 8. And it always hooked you in, right? Because it was such a interesting show it's such a good show and uh, i would always have to run for my bus i remember because i was watching the end of this episode of, of fraser or my dad would cut me off he'd be like you better go now you're turning it off and <laughs> so, so you I never heard of my... scrambled eggs you never, I never that saw bit. the last oh five minutes God. of the episode so i never <laughs> quite got the the punchline or whatever, the or the, or oh the resolution God. yeah i just saw you in all these awkward, all this awkward situations <laughs> Um, and, and so, yeah, they've done a new series. It's obviously completely different, but I'm watching back the old ones. Is and, it any good? Yeah, though? Seattle is. You only really. It's like Friends, right? You only yeah, really see yeah, the yeah. apartment, the cafe, yeah. the work, their, a couple of their workplaces, mm -hmm. and that's it. You know, they've got their three sets where the entire thing takes place. Sometimes they'll go to a restaurant and they'll have a meal with someone and something embarrassing will happen or whatever. Right. But, um, but I mean, we only see the highfalutin end of, of Seattle. Um, I yeah, mean, look, look well, there, there is course. a lot to like about Seattle, but it genuinely felt unsafe. Compared to when I used to go there. And well, it does, certainly does in those central areas like like Tenderloin in San Francisco. You know that that is like you know if you had to put a pin on the word Seattle on the map and you actually go to where that pin is, you know that is there's going to be fifteen homeless people and a giant pin apparently. So yeah, is it also <laughs> yeah. because as Brits we're more inclined to walk around the cities when we visit, and a lot of Americans just don't even hop out their car. That's a it's, very good point, Harry. I, I think that is. I love walking around cities when I go to visit, but the American cities just are not designed to walk around them. No, it don't feel good. Uh, New York is very. You can still True. walk around New York. You can still walk around um, New York, yeah. But San Francisco, we uh, I think I talked about this when we came back from it. We decided to take a little walk. It was about two, two and a half miles. Mm -hmm. Forgot that Seattle, uh, that San Francisco was almost entirely uphill. Doesn't even <laughs> if you're going downhill, you're essentially going uphill. That's how uphill San Francisco is. We were exhausted. Um, yeah. But we only saw the nice parts of San Francisco. Like somehow we managed to avoid the, the fucking appalling, you know, area because where Because that's what often die. happens. Yeah. Like we, we did that in Vancouver, I remember. We were just, we were so oh, let's go for a walk. And then suddenly, like, there's literally needles in the road. That's like, the bad and there's, bit. Yeah, there's this I know queue the of crazy people, and and the, you know, and you're like, oh no, and you're like, 
holding onto your phone. And then again, you walk out into a beautiful high rise right. on the next block and you're like, well, what happened? And that's it's because of the grid system. And I guess maybe other cities do a better job of hiding their homeless population. I think that's what you can't. You're right. That is one of the most jarring bits about American cities and their, and their kind of homeless populations is they're just next to each other. They don't, you know, in, I feel like in UK cities, you get a bit of a blend or something that, you know, oh, okay, we're going to a bit of a rougher area now. And it's like, no, in America, it literally is one block is the most decadent street right. in the world. And the next is Skid Row. Yeah, it is wild. Yeah, so you had a good time, did you? So, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do I do still like Seattle. It does have some, I mean, so, you know Shane? Harry knows Shane. Irish Shane. Shane. Yeah. Lovely, bald Shane. Exactly. My, my son, brother. Shane. Uh, now bald now brother. probably one of the most powerful people in Dota esports. That's uh, good. Shut up. He's yeah, a nice guy. We, I'm serious. I'm serious. He is like Mr. Dota at ESL. Um, runs, as far as I can tell, runs Dota uh, for ESL. Sets it all up. He's like the head honcho of Dota. And now, eight years ago, Shane was eating lamb chops and drinking tea in his garage, his parents' garage, sorry, um, and was basically a very small streamer and good friend of mine, Getting occasionally worked esports events and then got a job at ESL and has gone that high. Incredibly competent guy. Knows well, he's the, so nice. Yeah, but he's right? also really, really good. Um, very which passionate like, as well. Very passionate. Very man. passionate. But yeah, top, top, top lad. So, well, he's got a great... He's got a great voice, right? He's very friendly. He's got he's he's because he's Irish, isn't he? As well, he is. Right? He's very so Irish. Yeah. That that everyone loves the Irish accent, especially the Americans. They can't get enough of it. It's true. Do you know what I mean? It's but, um, he's, he's it really just very is. good. Yeah, he's just very it is, good. It's like their weakness. But so like I, I went out for a coffee with him, and he was telling me that he'd got an Uber a couple of days private uh, prior. Um, and it was like an evening, he was coming back from somewhere, it was like an evening Uber. And he gets chatting to the driver, and the driver um, is a Boeing engineer. Okay, Wait, okay well, sure. What? what? And this guy works at Boeing. Boeing is a huge employer in Seattle. So this guy yeah. works at Boeing making airplanes, and also in the evening drives an Uber to help make ends meet. And Shane was like, are you serious? He was like, yeah, look, quite a few of us do it. It's pretty, pretty hard times, you know, sometimes just... Help make ends meet and everything. So this guy supplements at his income Boeing. at Boeing. Being America, an Uber you driver. should be ashamed. Uh, and, but and me and Shane were also thinking, America, if you're listening, right? Th this guy's going to be tired. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to fly in a plane designed by an engineer who also has to double as an Uber driver? What if he's tired one day and he's like, "We don't need wings on these ones anymore," and they're like, "You're the head engineer. Whatever you say goes." So suddenly you're flying in a giant tube. That's that's the future. Interestingly, when I was in TwitchCon Paris. Uh, a friend, I met this um, person, was chatting to them, and and uh, they work for Airbus or whatever the fucking, I think it's the, the French equivalent of Boeing, right? The big, huge European plane manufacturer. And his he in his spare time, he has like a three a collection of three D printers that print stuff in metal and stuff like this. Wow. Oh my God. He's got this like whole. He he was it was so he was such an interesting man. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, really, really smart. Um, and I was just such like, a oh, contrast. This guy is so so wait, cool. So wait, um, you can three D print with metal? Yeah, apparently you can make these crazy things. And he was like saying how it was his hobby, but then he was going to start making them use it in the in the factories as well, like take it through into their business. Like, wow! Because um, I was like. Because I guess you can make these um, incredible 3D printers. You can you've seen some of the crazy stuff they print, right? Because mm -hmm. you can well, you can basically build all the internal structure out of like these overly like these really complicated shapes that are really hard to forge. I right. guess out of metal. 
Um, so yeah, you can build like these incredible pieces. Apparently, it's the future. Three D mm. printing in metal. I, I, all I've seen really is miniatures. I haven't seen anything interesting, really cool. Oh no, but you you know they make these like weird three D puzzles and stuff, right? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know anything about it. Print. I, I've really not. You can print these because because you can obviously it's all printed layer by layer. Mm, you can make like these slices. incredibly elaborate internal structures. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you see someone do a really complicated like joint in a joinery you know some japanese table where they've right. got like they carve wood into this weird fucking jigsaw puzzle oh, piece yeah, shape yeah. and stick it in the corner imagine that but with metal you know and, and things like this it, it kind of gives you such um such a, an ability to to do new or create what create would smaller you what would you 3d pieces. print if you could oh my god uh... <laughs> It'll definitely uh, work, whatever it is. Whatever it is, we uh, do we have a scale limit? No. Well, here's the thing, right? Whatever you want. I feel like if you asked me that as a what would what is is going to be done? No, I'm asking you what you want. <laughs> um, I think. Oh God. Um, right. Because I'm so, just saying this. I'm sure it's wonderful technology, but mm. we've been told everything's going to be 3D printed, and it's not. So all I'm saying is, you can have something 3D printed right now. What is it, or is it that it's such a new technology that the true applications for it have not yet been discovered. I could believe that. But all I'm saying is, you can have hmm. something 3D printed. What What do you want? Yeah. It, I mean, it brings up the whole... I, I, it's too... It, the thing is, it's like saying... You want something crafted, like it just—it's it can do anything. Like it's—it's it's too open, too open right. a format, right? But, but what what is it that you would need three D printed that you would not be able to get otherwise? That's all I'm saying. Is it? I'm sure. I guess that's—is that not—is that not the factor that it's easy? It's just easier to make it. It's not that it can really do. It can do slightly more complicated stuff, but actually, just it's the ease of manufacturing. Like we can manufacture this thing now in a week instead of a year. Right. So and really, it doesn't affect me. It, it's this is exciting for people who make things. It's is well, it is I think it exciting? People who buy things. It's as exciting as a new superconductor chip coming out, right? Like it's it tangibly for us, it doesn't make a huge difference. Right. What it does is it just accelerates society further forward they can faster. Make shit much easier and better. Yeah. That's great. Will the prices Maybe. then be lower? No, no, no. Maybe it's all not. gonna be Seattle <laughs> prices. <laughs> it's all gonna be Seattle yeah, prices very soon, period. Yeah. Start so saving. essentially, <laughs> this is gonna be a great thing for a handful of people. And for the rest of us, you can make a miniature. I wonder about this because, like, the you know how on photocopiers and printers, they the, the the manufacturers of them have to build software that means you can't print currency, right? And so it's like yep. it recognizes if you put like a ten pound note in Photoshop or in no, a no, it's, there's something in the in the note. That the that the that the photocopier picks up. I think it's both. No, well, no, think... it's, it it doesn't recognise the money. I think there's a symbol on the money. It does that sends a signal to the printer. If I remember it does. rightly, no. Adobe and all these people have 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 relate. This it's le they're legally required to put in money recognition. Wait, 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 wait. I've never tried this list. What happens if you? Like paste it in bit by bit, and then you slowly build. Like, can you trick it? Like, instead of just the whole image, can I just do like you know ten Barry, pixels? Can we at not the top? get the FBI rounds? <laughs> the FBI are going to come money, here, Lewis. You, why did you not tell me this? Photocopying <laughs> money. There, I've googled it. Yeah, it's, there's, there's this whole thing that you can't do. Right? The secret so, codes of British banknotes. Yeah, you can't do there it. You it's go. not. It, but the, it, the, it's, it's impossible. Anyway, there's are 3D printer manufacturers going to have to build in anti-gun recognition? Do you know what I mean? So like, if you try and print mm. a gun, they'll be like, uh-uh-uh. 
Do you know I mean, I mean you already can print like, guns, right? That is just a thing that is out there. Well, yeah, you well, can. Yeah, it's you illegal, can, but, like, but you components. Can. But apparently, one of the parts of it again has to be made of metal, and so therefore, right. like the firing pin or whatever. Do you have any any notes on parts. you? Yeah, I'm looking at a twenty pound note now. If you look on the left hand side mm. of the of a, if any any of you listening at home, if you have a note, most people don't have cash. I happen to have some. On the left hand side, it says twenty pounds, top left corner. Then it says London for the governor and company of the Bank of England. It says Sarah John, chief cashier. Then there's a picture of her match, and then there's a weird bunch of dots in a specific constellation. That is what they recognise. Really? And apparently, a lot of notes will have that. Oh, and right. That's it's what a the it's that's a what constellation. I'm yeah, is that essentially that? I I don't think the photocopier is clever enough to look at it because it's a very, very stupid machine. The photocopier. Is, is that, that suddenly an amazing way of hiding images from AI? Do we you know find out what these patterns are that AI's learned not to look at? You know, you could if you put this. I think if you put this constellation of dots on an image and put that in and asked it to photocopy, I wonder if you could I trick it, it into thinking no. it. Was money. I oh, think, here we go. So. It says so in an article. At first, he drew the pattern in isolation on a blank piece of paper, printed it, and tried to photocopy it. When it was a black and white pattern, the photocopier reproduced it. But when you tried coloring in the circles, it turns out the anti counterfeiting message. So this no guy did way. this. Yeah. So it just recognizes it and auto prints a piece of paper that says, oh, 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 that's against your law and I'm not allowed to do it. I'd get into just as much trouble as you I, if I was to photocopy that. I love the idea. I love the idea that, you know, that's the bit. It's, we've got to stop people at that stage, not when they go into, you know, Tesco's with a paper 20 pound nut. Like, who's actually going <laughs> to fall for it? Like, I it's know. such like a, it feels like such an 80s worry. People are going to photocopy money. Like, <laughs> no one's going to fall for that. It doesn't work. I think it was a big scare, though, because the technology was advancing so quickly and people thought, oh, wow, this color photocopying. Could they just be photocopying money? And I'm sure there was a spate of it at some does point. That give and, you you, know, does that give you hope that they're going to protect us from AI? That that's the one thing they did? They put in a, <laughs> some dots on the money so that we could have photocopied it. It is kind it. of weird that our printers aren't good enough to do <laughs> money, like, Real good. I, I, mean? I think it's it's not a surprise at all because the government would just say no, you can't do that. <laughs> it wouldn't be. Mm. I don't think I don't think it's lack of technology, Lewis. I think it's just that I'm Apparently sure there are it's high, possible. I heard there was a bunch of North Koreans like doing really good counterfeits as well of money. Um, really? So apparently, like countries can do do this, yeah, no doubt. I mean, if you like, that's the thing. The technology is there to reproduce it because it, if yeah, the Bank yeah. of England can make it, some yeah. other clever people can make it. I'm they sure they call them super dollars. It's a very high counterfeit US one hundred dollar bills. Wow! And apparently, since two thousand eleven. They, well, they've been in circ worldwide circulation from the late 1980s. Wow. Um, yeah, they were, there was huge amounts of them done, apparently. In, and, and North Korea is the possible source um, that people have talked about as where they've come from. But um, it's so nice having North Korea, isn't it? We can just we can just kind of throw blame, and that what no one's ever gonna. Yeah, what, <laughs> it's true. what are you gonna, what are you gonna it do? It was the bloody North Korea. It was the it? fucking North Koreans yeah. again. Oh, I knew it. Bloody knew it. It wouldn't that surprise me though. Really, really interesting. Well, I guess they they you know the hundred dollar bills. A lot of them get into a briefcase. You know, or at least it used to be. A lot more <laughs> used to go a lot further nowadays. Yeah. You know, if you're on the per diem, yeah, that's Jesus. not taking you very far. Yeah, no one's thought about criminals when it comes to all this inflation. Previously, like you said, suitcase of money, briefcase of money, and they're like, well, "Where's the rest of them?" That's like, <laughs> what's that? Nowadays, you land at the uh, the Dota tournament, they give you a briefcase full of hundred dollar <laughs> bills. 
Last you till Wednesday. Yeah, that's your food for today. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm sure we'll hear about uh, the. Well, the thing is, Perian always tells me. And Harry and other people, all these things at the pub, and he says, "Oh, I can't tell oh, I you can't this. Te- I, this is long I can't list. tell you this on the long podcast. List of secret, secret Pyrrhian stories. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. This, I so, mean, uh, here's a here's a non-secret. I went around. I got a tour of the Valve offices. Everybody got a tour of the Valve offices. Oh, cool. Um, because they've moved. They're, 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 they've got new offices. Well, it was about four or five years or so. Uh, but I, I obviously we haven't been in Seattle for TI since 2017. So they moved a few years after." you know the the international left seattle mm. they moved to offices and on the the day after i landed i went in to do some voiceover stuff for them um for the tournament there was like player profiles and stuff it was my stupid voice doing the the profiles and while i was there i was there for a few hours i had lunch there and had a little tour and everything amazing offices absolutely amazing they have something i've i've never seen it before i've in a building like this they're like on the upper floors and towards one side they've got this big open area with a staircase and the staircase goes down four stories of these offices yeah. and it's just open above it and you can get off at each of the floors so the stair it's like this huge staircase this massive open plan area you do not feel like you're in the top few floors of a building you feel like you're in like a spaceship or something and the views that they have from the windows where the canteen is are just unbelievable. You can see the whole of Puget Sound, Mount Rainier, the volcano over there. Wow. And I was just like blown away. It is so, and everything in the office was just gorgeous. Their monitors, oh my God, you've never seen monitors like this. It was, <laughs> it was amazing. I was like, I want those. I want those monitors. They're so big and so Did you clear. steal anything? Did you, did you heist anything? I did not. I did steal. I stole two things. Okay. Nice. Good, 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 good. Okay. And no word of a lie. I stole two things from the Valve offices. I stole a pack of gum. Nice. And, and a chapstick. And Wait, is it they, a, branded, a branded chapstick? A Valve branded? It is a chapstick branded chapstick. Oh, okay. It's, it's yeah. real. It's real. And so in the bathroom, some fool had left a basket out with all kinds of things in like gum and chapstick. I stole a chapstick and stole a pack of gum. <laughs> Never saw that coming. Yeah, it sounds like they're in the same offices that I, I went to when I was there um, with Sips. And yeah. it was nuts. Like, it's yeah, beautiful. but this is what you expect from a... a, a I mean, the, the 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 Valve have one of the, like the highest ratios of amount of money made per employee. Do you oh, know what I mean? yeah. that's one of these metrics that they use to measure these companies. Like the average Apple, they have like a half a million dollars per employee or whatever at Apple, but it's actually like like ten times that. Yeah, like it's it's actually in, insane. I mean, there's more um, people working in that office than uh, than in the previous one. Like they've definitely got more people. Good. They, um, they need and, some people. Yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> and I mean. I was surprised, honestly, how many how many people they had. Did it feel like a lot of it was working on Counter Strike? I should, that's what I assume. I, I cannot divulge anything oh. about what I saw inside the offices, other than they're very pretty, and I stole some chapstick and some gum. But I'm nice. not going to say anything else. Apple is actually two and a half million dollars per employee. That's amazing. Wow, that's mind blowing. That's how, considering how do, they have uh, all the stores as how, well. How do the Yogs match up compared to that? How many millions oh. per, per Harry? Harry and Dad. Um, 20 quid? No, com- uh, no comment. I think you're looking at it, Perian. 20 quid? <laughs> 20 quid. <laughs> well, it's enough to afford a chicken chow mein, I think. Yeah, uh, sure. One chicken Seattle. chow mein in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, and they have to split it, though, because we ain't got. We can't afford chapsticks in the toilet. Come on, we'll go on. 
True. Well, maybe that's that's a nice. It's look. It's not much effort for them to do that, is it? As well, and uh, they felt very nice. And they're, all yeah. their, their fridges are like you go to the lunch area, and there's just it's like going to the sandwich and sushi part of a supermarket, but it's on like eight floors. It's like that on every floor, and My so God. and they, they, it's a, free. Yeah, and you just go there, and there's just all the soft drinks and snacks you could want. There's like healthy salads. There's like sandwiches. There's sushi. You just yeah, help yourself. I was like, fuck. Hey, I mean, how, when, do you, how do you ever leave the office when you have megacorps like this in that office you just described? It just suddenly isn't surprising that Uber Eats, you know, Chinese takeaway <laughs> is eighty dollars. I just it doesn't. Yeah. It now it now makes sense. Like, oh my god, yeah. imagine how much they have to pay for it. You know, given that it's like eight hundred pounds per urn of coffee. Yeah, yeah. That must cost them an absolute bomb. Plus, they got the gym. They got laundry on site oh, they've as got well. Everything. Like, they've got like it's crash there. They've got yeah. They got gyms. They got everything. It's it's yeah. It's um. It's and yet, very very and cool. yet people I know many people who've who've gone there, done it for a year, and been like, nope, I'm leaving. I think it's um, extremely high pressure. Um, yeah. is the problem because everybody, every single person you meet there is stupidly competent, um, mm. and they 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 have very high expectations that if you work in there, you're going to fucking deliver some serious clever shit. And the ones that do are just like, holy shit, these guys are like the smartest people I've ever met. Uh, yeah, it's insane. Oh, oh it's, everyone that I've ever met that works there is wildly clever and competent, and I'm just I just feel like such a fucking idiot. I honestly feel compared to Valve employees and the offices and how smart they are, like one of the homeless people in Seattle. <laughs> wow, because he, he goes out of the offices, in. He just sits down on the side <laughs> of the street. <laughs> I guess this is where just, I belong. This is it. Yeah. You're just a giant doofus. Yeah. I can afford two uh. more chow mains before I'm bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a different world. Um, but yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah. God, we could, we could talk about it all day because I remember it was such a yeah. It's interesting. Such an interesting, such an interesting place. That's that's such um, a peak behind the curtain. That is a real. It is, like, yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's we're really weird. privileged to have very lucky. had had that. Yeah, I mean to be to go to the offices to do some work for Valve gives me a, gave me a real thrill mm. because it was like, wow, that is like how many people can say they've they've done that? And it's just it's it's like it, it, I know people there because I've been going there for years and we've worked with them for years. So I see people that I know from there, and it's just so strange to to think how powerful this company is and how rich it is and then they're, they're fucking employing me mm. it just seems ridiculous <laughs> that they couldn't do better like Shut imposter up, syndrome don't, don't tell them don't tell, don't tell them. them it's just like if you want to feel imposter syndrome go go to visit valve because you will fucking feel like a oh, mouse exactly yeah 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 i think that's what it is i mean it's weird weird that we all have our own like because sips has a friend at valve and i have a friend at valve and then we've got our jingle jam contact at valve who were quite friendly mm. With, and then you've got your friends at Valve separately, so it's it's weird that we do have like because you think of them as so private and secret and difficult to to kind of mm. be in touch with, but so actually no we've all got. Well, all I mean, got kind we, we, of... we all work in gaming in one way or another. Um, and, and I, I guess think... you're around in earlier days, right? And nowadays it's probably even harder to go and try and meet or find somebody. At Maybe Valve. I don't. I don't know what their co co connections are like with other content creators and people like us. I really don't. I mean, we might think we're like got a good relationship, but actually, you know, some guy that makes CS:GO videos is like their favorite person ever, and they have Maybe. a throne room for him there. It's impossible to know. Yeah. But at the same time, they are royalty in our eyes, though. Valve, yeah, right. And, and compare in the same way that Blizzard used to be for me when I when mm, I played WoW. True. You know, getting invited to to go around Blizzard was the dream. You know, um, so I think it's. Well, it's can, consider this: that... you guys make uh, quite a lot of content involving like the source engine, right? Like the mm -hmm. TTT stuff and all the rest of that. And you guys mm. have done 
gaming content for years. So they're, 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 they're gamers. Like they love games and content about their games, especially. So it's not really a surprise that Valve are going to reach out and, and you're going to make contact there. I've made Dota content and worked in Dota for 11 years. So that's not really a surprise. All the other guys I know that work in Dota also have friends at Valve. So we just work on products that they have made. It's not really that surprising. Um, that, that we would have some contact with them, I think. That's fair to say. Yeah, and I think you're right about it being a, something which is not for everyone. Like, I think that the, the their, their systems and the, their, the things they, the way they work is very unusual and different and yeah. unique. Um, yeah, for sure. Holy crap. Barry, uh, if, it, the, uh, thank you for joining us on this episode. Not a problem at all. Thank you for having me. It's been, it's been oh, a wonder. first stand-in. You're an honoured man, and you should be, because we love you, Harry, so... Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, you fit in perfectly. It's been um, a pleasure. My God, you, you can come back. And, uh, and of course, <laughs> shout out to your, your brilliant podcast Of course, you, you do. Actually, both of you have guested. You've both, both yeah, been on Zero Degrees. It. It's so fun. And we answer yeah. people's, people's problems, much like Mailbag. It's good, good and silly time. We don't sort anybody's problems in the Mailbag. We create more problems. Yeah, well, we usually we postulate, like... <laughs> we question the, the the reality and nature of of um. It's quite a raw experience. A little bit like Adam Curtis, just, just opening people's uh, <laughs> questions, isn't it? I don't know. It's, it's fun though. We just we just explore the weirdnesses of of people out there. Harry, when I come down next month, yes, sir. Can I can I meet Pepper? You can meet my beautiful daughter. Yes, oh, yes. I'll I bring her to wait. the office for a bit of jingle jam. I can't wait. All right, I'm, <laughs> I'm staying right near the offices. So as soon as she's in, just let me know. Yes, go. I'll come zooming over. <laughs> so there's this one. There's this one Airbnb that they love. They love. Just and Miriam booked it for the entire jingle jam, so no one else could. Not true. Could get I booked it. it for one week. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Yeah. The second In fact, week. this was. Right. Do you remember that day when we? I was down last. You were hanging out with Martin. Yeah. Martin. yeah. Martin was like, I'm booking that Airbnb and you got no, on your no, phone. No, I was talking distracted about Distracted him somehow. I was describing it to Martin and Sparkles and they were like, really? Wow. And I was describing how close it is and how nice it is. I showed them pictures. And then while no, they were talking stayed about there, it. He stayed there a few times, Martin has. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, oh, he was thinking about booking it. Right. Well, Sparkles hadn't heard of punch. it. So while we're talking about it, I booked it on Airbnb. That's <laughs> so funny. That yeah. So he, he changed what week he's coming down so he could stay in it as well. Wow. So we don't get Martin and Perry together because you're <laughs> no. both going to stay in the same <laughs> Same place. I get it after him. So I was like, leave it in a good condition, please. He was tempted to leave little traps lying around for me. <laughs> That's really <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah. That's really funny. Fuck's sake. All right. Well, we'll see you next week, everyone. Hopefully, Sips will be uh, less flooded then and uh, everything will be back to normal. But I, I might be going away on holiday. And so Barry might come back and cover for me. Well, maybe we need, um, Barry hasn't offered yet. But... Maybe we need another member of. Uh, Let's mix it up. Let's mix yeah, it up. Do, do, do a mix up. Is Lydia more like me or is Ravs more like me? Oh, Lydia. Um, Lydia. I think Lydia's. Uh, oh, Ravs. Get... No. Get Ravs, will be, Ravs will be better. Yeah. Go Ravs, uh, we want to get a lady. We've never had a lady. Well, let's certainly get Lids. Wonderful Lids. Lids. She can do a good Lewis. You've done the yeah, It's just because with all these holidays, we were so paranoid about missing an episode. I was like, we, I can't break our streak. We've got such a good streak going. Right, so well, that's the episode. Lovely stuff. Yes, we're done. Thank we're you. We're done. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.